Um, let me try to get these headphones to connect. That would be cool if that actually worked. I'm so glad that I hit record right as you started talking about that. Fellow listeners, God. if it's appropriate where you are, take a drink. Sophie, can't I cut it out. headphones work. You cut it out every time? I don't know about every time, but a lot. I, I cut most of this out. <laughs> makes, I mean, that makes sense. I just think it's so funny that every time we do anything, it's like, wait, hold on my headphones. <laughs> I mean, it's so fucking annoying. Talking about their favorite themes on the silver screen, they'll try to stay on theme. Who said that this podcast was spoiler free? It's time for single best scene. Hi. Hi. I'm Sophie. And I'm Maddie. And welcome to Single Best Scene. This week's episode will be covering seasons one through three of Mad Men. In the 1960s New York, alpha male Don Draper struggles to stay on top of the heap in the high-pressure world of Madison Avenue advertising firms. Aside from being one of the top admin in the business, Don is also a family man, the father of young children. I mean, I guess that's the most high-level overview of the show I possibly... I mean, sure, it only talks about him, though. Yeah. Also, there are also other Peggy. people. <laughs> there are other also, characters. other people. Other people work at this firm. <laughs> I think though they really sold this show on like Don being cool. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah. when I was re-watching the pilot, I was like, this is not the Don I know now where I am. Sure. But so so what's your relationship to the show? And I have a feeling it's gonna be in two parts. Um, well, I mean, I it was a really popular show, so obviously was aware of it, but um, never actually watched it until a few years ago. I gave it a go and watched the first eight episodes of season one and just did not care about any of the characters. <laughs> Definitely didn't care about Don and his bullshit and was really horrified by all of it. So I was like, this just isn't fun to watch. Like, I don't really want to watch this like 40 year old suave man cheat on his wife and all these other bad people do their bad things and the men whatever the whole thing I was just like I don't care about this and so I stopped watching it and which was a real disappointment because you know the costumes are great like I appreciate the costumes and the sets are gorgeous but um yeah gave it up and then Maddie really went into it <laughs> cover it for the pod so I said okay <laughs> so returned to Mad Men and start over from the beginning and um yep that is why I have now watched the first three seasons yes it is all my fault um uh, mine was kind of the same I the internet loved it like everybody like Mad mm-hmm. I think is like like rated like the, one of the top five shows ever yeah. behind like Comes the, on the list. it's like on mm-hmm. every list ever and so I tried it a few years ago and got to episode two, even though I would have told you I got to the season finale, did not. Um, <laughs> and then when we were doing our shows, we hate episode, we also decided to mm-hmm. add that shows we stopped watching and, but like, don't really know why, but like would go back to category that we added and Mad Men for me was in that category. And then I was kind of like, well, shit, let me get into it. And then I started watching it and like fully I think like season one, I enjoyed it. Season two, I was like, okay, this is really good. And then by season three, I was like, fuck, this might be one of the best shows I've seen. Like I went like mm-hmm. complete hard turn from the first time I watched it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so I was say, I will say, so in doing research for this episode. Um, okay. So the number one thing that I think that Mad Men has fighting against them is the fact that it's an AMC show and it's on the AMC app. 
It's truly the worst <laughs> yes. streaming service. I want to get that out of the way at the top so of the bad. episode. For anybody who's mm-hmm. like, man, I miss Mad Men. I want to rewatch it. Or I've never seen Mad Men. I want to watch it. It's Warning. On, it's <laughs> on. So apparently, according to our friend Caroline, who texted me about it, it's on Prime with commercials, which I didn't know until yesterday. It's also available on the AMC app, which you have to sign in through your television provider and then create a login and then pay $5 a month. I don't know why it's a three-step authentication process. It's more than what I have to do to work to sign into my work laptop. And then Mm -hmm. it doesn't remember where you are. So you just have to remember which episode was last one you watched. Yeah, it's on, you're on your own. And it's, we'll choose if it auto plays. Sometimes it just doesn't. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it'll just pause for like three minutes in the middle of an episode if you're watching on your computer. And you're like, well, you just have to like refresh. It's the worst browser and the worst streaming service. It's terrible. And it's it what was on the homepage of the show was season seven. Yep. So like I and I would like scroll down to like because remember you have to remember scroll down to like episode eight or whatever and I'd be like reading the description to see if I was like on eight or on seven and it would be like a picture of Dawn and some woman I'd be like who the fuck is that and then I'd be reading the description I'm like wait wait a second wait a second look at the season like yeah season seven I'd be like okay well I'm in one so like this all seems kind of like a spoiler. <laughs> yeah it, it it's just the worst streaming platform so bad and they don't offer really Mine anything never else. autoplayed three seasons never autoplayed one time i'd like get in move the mouse have it like taken out of full screen into regular screen yep, then it would pop up it is so clunky Horrible. yeah never let you skip the the title sequence either which i hated just the whole thing it autoplays when you watch it on your tv like through like the roku app Mm-hmm. Or it did for me. I just have Apple TV, so I couldn't hook it up through my yeah. like automatically through my TV. I was just projecting it. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, but I will say, so I found a YouTube comment that says the show really makes you despise men, and I was like, yeah, it does. Like, if there's not like, it really shows all of like this was the rise of like the antihero. Like when this show was on the air, mm-hmm. this is also when like Breaking Bad was on the air, and all of these shows where it was, um just an interesting look but like mm-hmm. yeah no like if you actually had to work with a Pete Campbell like wow 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 I mean, sure like they're all pretty bad but it's also like I'm assuming pretty accurate yeah to 1960 yeah I, cr- I agree there was a warning in season three about the blackface Mm-hmm. Um, that they had Roger in because it was they're like we're leaving this in because this is accurate like we're trying to help create aware like whatever we're leaving in create awareness like this is we condemn this behavior in 2020 but like in 1960 this was normal whatever and racist and shit but you know whatever we're leaving it in basically it was that disclaimer three minute long disclaimer at the front and sometimes I felt like I needed a disclaimer to be like Hey, in this episode, there's a really aggressively mean things said to these four <laughs> women. Um, just warning that's coming up. Like, there's a lot of belittling in this episode. Yeah. Um, so, especially in the pilot, which we yeah, I was gonna say, do you want to talk about what what to. do you think about the pilot? What would you um, give it? Yeah, so I'm gonna give the pilot my initial score of three out of ten. It in no way made me want to watch the show. Um I mean, it obviously set the show up for like, for following Don. Yeah. This ad guy. But like, I just, what a dick. I mean, wow. I was like, I don't care about all of him and his bullshit. And so that's that. Granted, 
I'm and I didn't rewatch it. Well, I rewatched it the first time. Right. Like in this binge period, but I didn't, yeah. I didn't again watch it today. Um, so I'm sure it would be different now, but I, it is like a critically acclaimed episode of TV, which rarely is a pilot, like uh-huh. any sort of like status. Um, but I, you know, the whole show is like super, super, super smart. And it's from the, one of the creators of the Sopranos, right? Writers. Yes. They shared writers or creators or something like that. I think Matt Weiner was writing the pilot for Mad Men while there was like a hiatus between some of the seasons of Sopranos mm-hmm. and then like was pitching it and sold it like during the Sopranos final season and then took some of the writers over, which mm-hmm. is why I'm surprised it's not an HBO show, but it's not. Right. I don't, I, I don't know. I actually am glad though it's not an HBO show because I don't think this show would benefit from being darker. Like, I think what still makes it kind of like an acclaimed drama is that it follows for the most part gui- the guidelines of like, you know, they don't say fuck. They don't, you know what I mean? Like they, they follow like cable air quotes guidelines. Yeah. And I don't think we need Dawn to For be sure. more like sexually risque or like the women to be I treated worse. That, That's For sure. You know what I mean? Like, so I think I'm glad that it ended up on AMC. I just wish their streaming platform wasn't shit. Um, see, I agree. I gave it an eight out of 10, but I don't think I could, but I'm giving it with the knowledge of where the show goes, right? Mm -hmm. So like when I first watched it, I probably would have given it like a four or five, but when I rewatched it last night, I was just like, holy shit, like this show is so, is so well done. Like Mm -hmm. every character, it's like following the same plot line. And like, yes, there's obviously character growth because that would be really boring if none of them changed, but like I could tell like every, nobody, it felt like they were all staying the same type of, they didn't change that much, which makes sense for like three years of growth. Yeah. I mean, this show I think is, is super slow and um, I mean, nothing really, I mean, things happen, but like, does it, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, but I do think that it's like, like, probably one of the most rewatchable shows um, as is like the crown it's sort of in that category and the wire of and the Sopranos of shows that are really thoughtful. And I'm sure the first watch, although so much goes over your head, but when you rewatch, um, you know, there's so, cause you know, every once in a while I'll catch something and mm-hmm. I'll be like, Oh, that was intentional, like the timing or whatever, or what's in the background on the wall in the bedroom or like whatever, you know, and I'm sure there's like a hundred thousand more things that I'm missing. So yeah, I wouldn't be opposed to rewatching it. If, you know, somebody else was like, I really want to watch Mad Men. I'd be like, sure, whatever. Right. Um, Well, there was things that like, whenever I was rewatching it, like I totally missed that Joan acknowledged that she used to date Paul, like totally missed that. And it comes up, I think in season two or three. Um, I totally missed, um, well, it's like, I also totally missed the, well, I, I recognized it in the moment, but I didn't realize it was important when Peggy goes into Don's office and like puts her hand on his hand and he's like, I'm your boss, not your boyfriend. And like really sets the tone for their relationship as like, we're not going to fuck. Like we are like Don messes around a lot, but like he tries to keep it outside of the office, like, you know, from what we're covering, especially, um, so I totally like 
didn't realize how important that was in like setting the boundaries of their relationship. And still the thing that like makes my jaw hit the floor every time is that Pete like shows up at Peggy's apartment. Like how the fuck do you even know where she lives? How did any of that happen? Like he would have pulled her file. Yeah. I have a few more just like her up, which is so creepy. Stray notes from the pilot. Mm -hmm. One, I think the title car stating the like madman is a term coined in the late 1950s to describe the advertising executives of Madison Avenue. They coined it is like the epitome of why the show is so great like that line is Mm -hmm. not very long and like delivers such an important punch um I feel like it's hard to see Don as like this cool suave guy because like by the end of season three you know how fucking broken and damaged he is and it's like a facade not an act like it's like not a he's playing cool he's not cool right like he's still Dick Whitman the little boy who like watched his father get killed by a horse like he is so broken but like in the first episode you don't know that right but so many people like throughout this seasons though will make comments about like how cool he is and how he has everything Mm -hmm. so it's not like everything comes crumbling down after that first no 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 I'm saying like once you watch like it's kind of hard to see him through that light once you learn about his backstory like everybody still thinks he's this cool guy but like you start to acknowledge that like he's not being modest by not taking the compliment he doesn't believe it mm-hmm. like right. he's still whatever um Pete looks like such a baby I can't believe he's like 26 in that first episode he I looks like he a looks child like such a baby all the time I know but like I just think it was so stark to how young he looked um I laughed very hard that Pete already thought Don was sleeping with Peggy and it was like 10 15 in the morning yeah I was like he just met her like (laughs) (laughs) um I love the line by Joan where she says they think they want a secretary but they're looking for something between a mother and a waitress I was like it's exactly Mm -hmm. what they're looking for um when Don just like reads Pete to filth you'll die alone in a corner office you know why no one will like you like so great um, it's amazing because the amount don loves peggy is an absolutely equal amount of hatred for pete yeah <laughs> i love it so much but i love that like he cut like we're thrown into this world where he hates pete <laughs> and like it seems like everybody else kind of just tolerates him a little bit like they don't hate him actively mm-hmm. um but like don like doesn't acknowledge his existence keep the very like father son fucked up weird relationship thing um roger just like finding a jewish man to sit in on that meeting made me laugh and i can see why a lot of people love roger also though when i there's a podcast called they coined it and Mm -hmm. 10 out of 10 would recommend i listened to their pilot episode and then their season two finale episode they've only done the first two seasons because they started theirs during quarantine so they're doing one a week and they're it's like about an hour it's so good did you listen to I listened to the season two finale yeah they're just I mean they do like a really it's honestly a lot like this podcast except for they just do actually one episode at a time Mm -hmm. I think but they talked about in the pilot they were like yeah they go to all this trouble of finding this Jewish guy like what the from the copy room or whatever put a tie on him put him in the meeting uh, mm-hmm. they serve shrimp that's yeah the, like, <laughs> the uh the snack on the table so it's just perfect uh-huh. nothing. and then my last like straightaway comment from the first episode is I forgot how much I liked Rachel 
like she was a really good Who? client Rachel the Jewish woman from Minkins that owns the oh the yeah the Minkins girl. I loved her I loved, loved her I loved her throughout season one like I was even mm-hmm. okay when they started to hook up like when they started yeah. their romantic relationship and that like I fine. actually thought out of all of the women he's had an affair with up till season three she was the one that like I believed the most that was like yeah like she wasn't level. she wasn't like using Don kind of like Bobby did like Bobby kind of just used Don as yeah. like a gotcha like Bobby always thought that there was going to be something in it for her like down the road like this was business yeah um Rachel though I think she actually wanted somebody and I think that they could have been something something I think that she was too legit for him probably he couldn't hide from her as much long term like he was not gonna be able to do the same thing he did to Betty which is just you know have nobody from his family at the fucking wedding but Mm, yeah I do think that if like post therapy whatever she'd be a great second or third wife for him Mm -hmm. once he's like kind of figured it out and it's more of like an open secret that he's like now somebody else and it's fine and it's all water under the bridge right well she was just like also like age appropriate for there was a lot of pros to because like Suzanne went into it thinking she knew how an affair worked and then was like surprised that it went the way she thought it did Mm -hmm. um and then I actually liked Midge I thought she was fine or wasn't that her name um yeah Midge his like mistress in season one the painter the one who lived in yeah the one who lived in the village yeah that actually kind of goes into one of my funny quotes so do you want to all right yeah um one thing you sound kind of quiet is that too loud yeah turn it down a little bit is that better yeah that's better okay I what I have is two sections I have section one which is horrifying jokes Okay. And then I have actual jokes. <laughs> okay. I just have a bunch of quotes that I thought were funny. Yeah. And then I have all like- of minor quotes, which was annoying because so much of it is situational comedy, but I didn't write any of those down. So, yeah. So yeah, as we were jumping into you bits do and jokes, yours and then I'll like, just mark them do down and just- do whatever you Okay. Do you want me to just read mine off? Um, yeah, yeah. Like we'll just go bop. through yours and yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So if I'll go first. So I only have um, two bits and one of them is not really, well, now that I'm saying it, this is a B plot. Okay. Um, I only have one bit and it's any, in any other show, I would fucking hate it. But for some reason in Mad Men, I think it's funny. I think it's funny. Um, Don hating therapy. I think it's so funny. He like constantly minimizes, (laughs) constantly minimizes, Betty's need to go to therapy. Mm-hmm. He minimizes his own need to go to therapy. He minimizes mm-hmm. the yeah. researchers. He minimizes Freud. Like any other show, we're so team yeah. therapy, but there's something mm-hmm. about it that like the I don't it just it's very consistent. It. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's okay. very funny. So in the in the pilot when Pete says, Are you Amish or something to Peggy? And she says, No, I'm from Brooklyn. Um, that made me laugh. <laughs> um when Pete's talking with Don and he says a man like you had fallen to combat blindfolded and wouldn't be the first am I right buddy and Don says let's take it a little slower I don't want to wake up pregnant (laughs) calm down Pete um and then although like like yeah look out you will impregnate someone in the in the pilot just not Don um 
the next one is from the pilot when Don and Midge are talking and he says, we should get married. And she says, you think I'd make a good ex-wife? It's like that bitch has him <laughs> on lock. Um, I like that Roger, he says this multiple times, but just like the fact that he can never get used to Don looking like he's doing nothing, like how he doesn't understand yes. the creative process at all. <laughs> and also like sometimes Don's doing Jesus. nothing. He, he really is doing nothing. Right. Yeah. Um, Bert says, how much do you know about Pete's family in the episode where he tries to get him fired? And mm-hmm. Don says nothing except they put out a mediocre product. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite like <laughs> series B plot is just how much Don openly hates Pete. Yeah, it's amazing. I love it. Um, Roger says, you know, Mona had a dream once where I hit the dog with the car. She was mad at me for a day. I never hit a dog. We don't even have a dog. <laughs> um any conversation pete has with his brother about their parents that trudy finds to be just like so offensive i think is so funny because it's how you talk about your parents with your siblings Uh like yeah yeah, yeah. um freddie rumson as a character is equal parts funny and heartbreaking i love freddie oh my gosh um when pettigy gets freddie's office and jokes about how sleeping with dawn is finally paying off Yes. Oh my gosh. I wrote that one down. I was like, this is amazing. Um, when they say to Peggy, they're like, you're not fat anymore. And she just goes, thank you. Thanks. <laughs> Which I know is probably a little bit sexist, but I like that she on the surface can handle all of the shit. Paul, right. Harry, Pete, mm-hmm. and Kenny throw at her. Yeah, I agree. Um, when Greg, so Joan's husband, oh wait, hold on. Well, yeah, I can just say that one. Um, Greg, is talking with Joan and he says, Joni, I don't want to fight anymore. And she says, then stop talking. I was like, I'm going to use that. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Um, when Duck says, I'm, I'd be proud to present my accomplishments and Roger cuts him down with a good because I'm at a loss. <laughs> <laughs> yes. and don't worry, I only have three more. Um, so when, oh my God, it was so fucking funny. When Kenny gets the John Deere contract yep. and the tractor, and Joan says, that's life. One minute you're on top of the world. The next minute, some someone's secretary is running you over with a lawnmower. <laughs> they kept that happens all the time. You know, the normal thing. Uh-huh. Um, so this is a conversation between Conrad Hilton, Connie, and Don, where he says, I don't know what I'm more disturbed by. The fact that you don't have a Bible or there's not a single family photo. And Don says, I'm easily distracted. And Connie says, you should have those things. They'll make you feel better about what you do. Start showing up on time. And Don says, maybe I'm late because I was spending time with my family reading the Bible. (laughs) (laughs) So snarky. And then the last one is Peggy to Pete, where she says, stop barging in here and infecting me with your anxiety. When he's like a nervous (laughs) mess about the merger and like all that stuff's going on and duck and whatever. (laughs) I love it. I do agree with what you were saying, though, that a lot of the show is physical comedy yeah, and like it's like hard to reactions. explain. Like I would laugh and I would think about writing it down. I was like, I don't want to have to explain Split this whole scene because uh-huh. there it is yeah. for a show that is, which I'm sure you you mentioned going into, so sexist and so misogynistic and so race like racist, and they have so many mm-hmm. things of the '60s. There is a part of you that like kind of laughs and you're like, fuck, like. Mm-hmm. Like, especially with the sexist stuff, I'm like, I hate him, but also like, that was a funny joke and it's not happening to me. And I'm able to acknowledge that that happened in 1962. Right. It's where we're removed. So it's we're, yeah. Yeah. 
Okay, well, that's why I made a joke category of horrifying jokes. Yeah, yeah I want to hear your to my actual jokes. Um, okay, I'll do actual jokes first since you already did yours. Um, so I loved the children making drinks with specific instructions. I just in general love the 50s and the 60s and how the kids had no rules and were like absolutely second class citizens. Like the parents really didn't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, like at one point, I'm pretty sure Betty tells her son he's like complaining about being bored and she says go bang your head against a wall like she genuinely (laughs) just like gave no fucks about those kids and I don't think it was like in no way was it Betty is a bad mom it was like this is just how people parented and I think it's amazing like no seatbelts like the whole thing just amazing um and then Betty being mad that she that Dawn doesn't hit her kids so that argument didn't age well, I think, for her. <laughs> but I did laugh when she was like, you never lay your hands on them. Like, how are they ever going to learn anything? And I was like, Betty, girl. Um, And then another Betty quote where she's Betty's looking. A, I love Betty, but Betty's she's a lot. Hers. She's so like, much. I understand how she's like iconic. And also like if she was my mother, I would be in therapy every day of the week. So damaged. Yeah, no, she's so, so high strung. She's a nightmare. But um, nightmare death always got to be in control. What is that? Is that Taylor Swift lyric. She's a nightmare dressed dressed like a daydream. <laughs> daydream. Yes, that's that's Betty Draper. She is mad of either she's mad at Don. I don't remember if she's saying this to her friend or saying it to Don, but he, he like she like goes through all of his suits, right? Looking for clues when she thinks he's been cheating on her. With Bobby. And yeah, with Bobby. And she goes, All I found were cocktail napkins with stupid advertising ideas on them. <laughs> She's so mad. <laughs> <laughs> it's like truly like the most innocent thing to find. She's like, oh, these fucking napkins. Um, and thinking that Don's job is stupid, I also think is very funny. Um, Don shooting down, I think Jane by saying, I don't know you at all. Um, and this is personal regarding their condo about the separation. I don't know what that note was for, but he says that. And oh, I bet that's when he, because yeah, she's his secretary when him and mm-hmm. Betty are separated in season two. two. Yeah, they're separated mm-hmm. in season two. Yeah, yeah. And I think she like makes a comment about that. And sure. yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Peggy says at one point, let me tell you, the Catholic church knows how to sell things. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, girl. And then I have no idea who said this, but one of the men say, let Roger Sterling have what he always wanted to die in the arms of a 20 year old. <laughs> I bet that that was Burt Cooper that said that. Yeah, I think so too. Um, And then when Sally says, mommy doesn't like to eat. (laughs) I want to say that was in the season two finale. I was like, girl, yes. And on the podcast, they pointed out that maybe we've never seen Betty actually eat. Like hasn't, we haven't watched her put anything in her mouth. And then later at the end of that episode, she, that's when she comes home after she's like, fuck that guy in the bar, comes home and like takes a fried chicken out of the fridge. But then in season three, Dex says, I woke up one day and realized you and Pe- to Pete, 
He says, mm-hmm. I woke up one day and realized, this is saying to Pete and to Peggy, he has them in the room together. He says, I woke up one day and realized you and Peggy have a secret relationship. I gagged out loud. Like, <laughs> I was like, like spit out my water. I was like, what? Like duck is the one who's figured this out. But of course, like he's like kind of wrong, but not totally wrong. Like they have like a special working, they can like Work get relationship. shit done. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. He thinks that like Pete has been looking out for her this whole time and that Peggy has been helping him. Like, whatever this whole thing but like the two of them froze and I screamed I was like oh my god dog what the fuck and then the last one I have from three is oh I already said that one about banging your head against the wall so that's all I have for three and then back to the beginning with my horrifying jokes mm-hmm. so- I'm excited to hear these jo- a lot of these are from the pilot they really you know they really try to scare you away with the racism sexism anti-semitism etc but um so joan uh roger says to joan joan says something like well you know blah 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 when i'm old and roger says i don't want you old (laughs) Mm -hmm. not great Mm -hmm. then in the lipstick scene oh in the second episode when Freddie says we should have put Freddie or one of the other guys who's watching through the two-way mirror says we should have put a man in there so they would take this seriously yeah didn't (laughs) love that didn't love that god then also in that episode Freddie says when they're like they're talking about Peggy I actually like thinking about what to say as her responses Freddie says it's like watch it was like watching a dog play the piano for the first time like he equated women thinking to like a dog being able to play the piano. Like yep. that's how amazing it was. Um, and then I'm pretty sure Roger says, remember Don, when God closes a door, he opens a dress. Then Sal, they're talking about Peggy's figure or something. And Sal says, she's obviously losing some kind of battle, <laughs> which... <laughs> was the moment that really sealed the deal for me for Sal being gay. But, yeah, yeah. Um, I died. And just like general speculation on these women and their bodies and stuff. I was just like, oh my God. So then in season two, one of the guys says, air travel is too expensive to waste on your wife. Uh, then Roger says to Don, why did you tell your wife about this? And then Don says, I don't know. I keep doing that. <laughs> Wait, no, that wasn't Don. That was uh-uh. the glasses guy. Harry. Harry Crane. Harry, um, yes, it was Harry the Crane. The TV executive yeah, guy. Yeah, he was like, the TV executive, he's like, I don't know, I keep doing that. Like, okay, he's so- such a, like undercover probably a nice guy but like this whole work environment is like making him a horrible guy so actually or maybe he's like borderline and this is pushing him in the wrong direction I I think Harry is an actual bad like once he starts cheating on his wife he like is whatever Mm, well that's his sure his wife the the actress who played his wife did an interview where she was like you know I wasn't in the show that much like they referenced Mm -mm. me a lot but I Mm -hmm. she was probably only in like five episodes and she's like and every week I friends would text me and be like why hasn't your character left that fucker like what is going on like you're treated like shit on this show and she's like I'm not on the show but like I agree like what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) right because we probably had no idea no because she would just watch it and like I'm sure she would go in 
for little things, but her name, I think her name is Jennifer and she's not in it very often. And like, she's no, always in it for like a party scene. I don't, right. It's a party scene. I don't think we even met her until like late two or maybe even three. I remember being kind of surprised we ever met her, but mm-hmm. yeah, she, she was only and she's like always like pregnant in the first three. Um, but I don't think, oh, maybe they do have one kid. Um, I, at least in two, they had, they had one, but I think um, Harry is like the air quotes, like nice guy, like the guy who thinks he's nice, but is actually yes. like a really a big fucker. Asshole. The yeah, only yeah. one I think who says things in the environment and that actually isn't a nice guy is my boy, Kenny, Kenny Cosgrove mm-hmm. in the pilot. When he said something about Peggy in the elevator, mm-hmm. I literally screamed, not my kitty. Cause like, <laughs> I had just forgotten that he was like sexist at the beginning Yeah, compared to like, as the show progresses, he, his comments are like truly almost compliments <laughs> like, <laughs> compared to what the other men are doing. Yeah, Kenny doesn't get a ton of. Is Kenny the one with the beard, like the big guy with the beard? No, that's Paul. Kenny is Kim's the one who tall gets the, blonde, the tall blonde who gets the promotion with. He's like the with co with Pete, Pete. Yeah. and Pete hates him so much, and Kenny loves so him. <laughs> Kenny loves him. Yeah, he's like, we don't. Let's not make enemies. They want us to be enemies. And Pete is literally like, "Fuck you!" And <laughs> Kenny's like, "What?" <laughs> Kenny's like, "Come on, man! Like we're friends. Like I was at your bachelor party. Be cool. And like, yeah. I want you to die. I want your job." Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, I want to like rip your scalp from your head. Like literally the two of them could not be, which granted to me just really speaks to probably Kenny's family being even richer than Pete's and just growing up in like a more chill environment of like institutional wealth, right? Like, and maybe Pete's more new money. I don't really know because there's like no sense of desperation whatsoever out of Kenny. And there's only desperation out of Pete. <laughs> I know I'm so torn on whether I want to tell you this one thing. So I, cause I've seen, don't. okay. Cause it's so funny. <laughs> okay, well, we'll save it for the next, for the, for I mean, it's not that funny. It just seasons four through uh, seven, seven, six, how many seasons? Four through seven. Um, anyway, so I'm glad to know that you like it enough to not want it to be spoiled. And I just don't like spoilers. Um, but okay. Betty says to Don, okay, this is re- Betty being mad at Dawn for not hitting her kids. She said, do you think you'd be the man today if your father didn't hit you? Yeah, he would be better probably. Like, he, Betty. Right, because you have to remember. <laughs> what? <laughs> we, we have to remember at that point, Betty thinks that he was like a failed football star whose dad, right. like, air quotes, didn't mm-hmm. love him and not that he, like, watched his dad get stomped on by a horse. Right, because they were, like, so poor. Like, she doesn't, you know. Right. So next I have Roger says to Joni about her marriage. It's nice to hear a story of relatively young marriage. (laughs) Such a dig. (laughs) And then one of the guys says bras are for men's enjoyment. Then uh, at the, I want to say that this is in season two, but this is when Joan's husband's like doctor friends are over they host like a you know a little dinner or whatever mm-hmm. and one of those wives of the coworkers says they put out a code pink on the pa system every time there's an unconscious attractive female that's disgusting yep mm-hmm. uh, that's like insane so then in <laughs> betty's yep then in petty in betty's dream sequence about her dad I hated that Near episode. the birth. That's the only episode I didn't like It's the show. In, there's a list of like ranked all 90 episodes. It's number, 
I think two, like of worst, worst. like, like it's number 89. <laughs> I can't think of what the... and we're going from worst to best. The worst one was in season five. I, I don't know. I hadn't, I didn't oh, look yeah. anymore because I haven't seen it obviously, but yeah, that episode was horrible, but in the dream <sighs> sequence, episode. the dad says to, to Betty, you're a house cat. You're very important and you have nothing to do. So there's well, I guess that. eye rolls um, don't translate onto audio format. Right. No, not at all. But uh, rolled my eyes Betty says she's taken to your tools like a little lesbian. <laughs> I think she says this to Dawn. I'm not sure. Could have been to her dad either way. And then Roger says to Betty at the little soiree him and Jane throw. She's in the white dress. He says, oh, look, Princess Grace just swallowed a basketball. Kind of a compliment. So, she still looks like a princess. She's just only sure. pregnant in the stomach. Just um, what a thing to say. I mean, no, you would never say I'm it. Sure there's a hundred thousand more. But right, you just don't say the things out loud. I thought it was very creepy that what's his name? The guy she leaves him for? Oh, Henry Francis. Henry. I thought it was very creepy that Henry was like, "Can I touch your stomach?" And she said yes because she's Betty and she's fucking stupid. But I was like, what? That is so creepy. Yeah. It was a total stranger. Yeah. He didn't make it not weird. Like, it wasn't like, oh, they had this moment. No. I will (laughs) say, I will say, like, for a show that, like, I was reading a review today that was like, the guy who was writing it was like, I've stopped predicting where this show's going ever since I didn't guess that Peggy was gaining weight because she was pregnant and they like pulled that reveal on us and then made it made sense. And so I have stopped predicting because it's like the show doesn't go on these huge wild cliffhangers. They just like pick a different character direction, right? Right. So it's like, you think a client's going to leave and they stay like the the stakes aren't, you know, usually life and death type type of things. But I will say out of characters that I can predict, I can usually predict what they'll do and it, mm-hmm. it'll most often just be worse than what I thought or a lot better than what I thought. Like, I'm like, Don's going to cheat on his wife the episode after she gives birth. And I'm like, oh, he waited yep. two episodes. Like, he's a good guy. Oh, he's, um, he's what a great guy. The only character that I can consistently never guess what they're going to do, say, or act is Betty. She no. I, never, I never can tell when she's going to be mad. Never can tell when she's not going to be mad. Like, no. I and her like react. It's like she's so tightly wound that that's why I think her reactions are so. It feels so out of the blue because she's so tight, like cl- like jaw clenched all the time. That when she does like take a jab, you're like, where the fuck did that like? <laughs> like she's so like bitterly mean to people, like bitingly mm-hmm. mean. And like Joan mm-hmm. can kind of turn it on too. And like the men are just like sexist, but they're not really like mean, mean. No, no, no. The way, like, I'm not scared of any of the men. I am very scared of Joan. Yeah. And Betty. and Betty. And it's like. I mean, I like Joan more than Betty. Like as a person, like I would be less afraid to ha- talk to her. Mm-hmm. But apparently they said this on the little podcast, but apparently Joan was not supposed to be mean. And then Christina Hendricks came in and read for it. And they were like, oh, wait, you're right. That is the direction this character should be in. Thank you. I always go back and forth on whether I think like Joan and Peggy's relationship is beneficial or toxic. Like, I feel like I flip every episode. I can't figure their relationship out. Like, it's no, like one minute 
they're clearly passive aggressively fighting each other and then the next minute Peggy will be like okay but like can you actually help me and Joan will be like yeah sure yeah I'm like what the two of you were just like really awful to each other like three seconds ago I think Joan thinks that Peggy thinks she's better than her yeah because she's like an account whatever she like where it works on creative and then I think that Peggy thinks that Joan looks down on her because she's like a doty doe and like doesn't mm-hmm. understand fashion and doesn't understand boys and that like she doesn't mm-hmm. have as much like whatever so it's like they're both right yes but they're both it doesn't mean that they can't be friends other... because of those things no right. it's like just all of their projections yeah is what they end totally. up fighting and like about. insecurities yeah mm-hmm. yeah I agree so I obviously know what was your, that it wasn't immediate, but what was your turning point for the show? When did you kind of buy in aside from me forcing you to watch it? Break? Oh no, sorry. Well, I accidentally <laughs> scrolled too far. Um, let me just flip right back to that. All right. So, so after funny, let's talk about crying. What was your heartbreak right. scene from seasons one through three? There are so many choices here, Yeah, <laughs> but I went with episode nine from season three called we small hours and it's when dawn fires sal that was really tough because sal is able to pass as straight at least in seasons one through three pretty well it does seem like the last time we saw him and his wife together when he was like trying to i loved it so much but that was a lot the bye bye birdie so much the bye bye birdie um you can tell that April she, really? Kenny, she knew um you can tell that she knew but there's never really anything else from her end about it but like in the workplace he manages to even when dawn like sort of catches him with that bellboy when they have to go out of town it like you know dawn is doesn't care pretty cool about it yeah that's like one like, of my favorite qualities about dawn is like other people's personal life like that's your fucking personal life like don't judge mine I won't judge yours right yeah like, exactly he has, he's like very aware of like I'm very private and I don't actually want to know that much about your life because this is not who, like I don't that's not what I subscribe to right right um so whatever so we think it all gonna blow over and then of course Sal at the end of the day did do the right thing by not having sex with this man in this room the client and yeah this client right and which of course like if it was a girl the whole situation would have been honestly pretty similar and she might have gotten fired too like I'm sure she would have like if it was a girl like she would have gotten fired too so it was it was interesting that basically he got treated like women got treated in this situation which is bad Mm -hmm, (laughs) right mm -hmm. like not fairly and I mean who's to say that if it you know whatever regardless if they really were I mean it's it was the tobacco client so lucky strike yeah they were gonna do probably whatever they said but I mean and maybe I'm projecting too much onto that but it, it was what was really sad about it for me was not only was Sal didn't actually do anything wrong but it was just like of all people because it felt like Sal felt like he could really trust Don and they had sort of this understanding and the way Don fired him was so cold mm-hmm. like he truly and he even might have said you people which I'm not sure if he meant you gays or you people as in just all of you people under me 
it was a little bit hard for me to tell. And I, I assumed that Sal took it as you people, you gays. I don't necessarily know if Don meant it that way. Maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. But just the whole thing was really cold, really mean. He basically was like, okay, well, thanks for telling me what happened, but you're still fired and you'll be fine. Basically Mm -hmm. like pat, 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 clear your stuff out. Like, and you know, all that they've been through and it really did seem like they had a really good working relationship I mean Don fucking promoted him like the last episode you know it and Don was in a really bad place at the time like mentally so this did it was one more thing that he couldn't deal with which of course Sal didn't know but what kind of walked in the middle of the storm it was still super sad though because I love Sal and it was tough to see him get fired and get fired in this way yeah, I completely agree. Especially like you said, I think Sal thought that that Don would be more understanding for a couple of reasons. Yes, he was recently promoted. Yes, like Don knew, right? Like whether they addressed it or not, Sal knew that right. Don saw him with the bellman. Like he mm-hmm. knew. And so I think he thought like he was gonna get some sort of um help in explaining it away to Bert and yeah. To, well, he thought he was going to be on his side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's like sometimes the most heartbreaking is like we, the audience, knew that that Don was like not in a good headspace to have this conversation. But like Sal right. didn't know that and he thought that they were friends. And it's like Don doesn't have any friends. No friends. He has no friends. <laughs> like you like watch him slowly find Roger to be extremely irritating, which I think is hilarious. But like he's his, yeah. he doesn't put his neck out for really anybody other than Peggy. And he barely mm-hmm. does that. And even when he explains to Peggy his relationship to her, he's like, I just see you as an extension of me. Mm-hmm. Not, I don't see you as an equal. I don't see you as my friend. I just, like, we are the same person to me. Just you're living outside of my body. Like, so even then he doesn't have any friends. Mm-hmm. His relationship with Roger slowly deteriorated and then quickly deteriorated. I think that him selling the company without talking to Don first really pissed him off and I think marrying like getting the divorce and marrying Jane was sort of just like the icing on the cake for him I also think Don was not necessarily understanding of that either when like my jaw dropped the same as Don's did when uh what's his ex-wife what's Roger's ex-wife's name it's like Mona Mona came in and screamed at him about the secretary and Don was like what the fuck is going on yeah like I I don't actually know what you're talking about so I think that and then like when he came to Betty's like when he came to Betty's house and got so drunk and like drove home and Don was like this isn't like what I show my wife like I thought I think Don Mm -hmm. thought that they were on the same page of like sleep with 20 year olds go home to your wife pay your bills keep it separate like we're work friends we're not you don't come to my home be cool and speak to my wife like that like we meet at a restaurant and it's I don't know I think he hated him playing rank and he hated and like I don't disagree with Don in that regard I don't love Roger the way the like the fans do he's not my favorite I I always feel like I found myself feeling however Don felt about Roger Mm -hmm. (laughs) so like as he started to well also Roger I think that at first their friendship was like mutual and all that stuff. But at the end of the day, Don does 
you know, came from nothing, self-made man, and sort of has a resentment against these like New York motherfuckers who like Roger was born. And yeah, because isn't is it not Roger and his dad that own this company? So it's Burt Cooper who owns the company and I mm-hmm. and Roger Sterling, but I think that Roger's dad owned it and then gave it to Roger. Was the first Sterling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, that makes sense. Because it, it ages are really hard for me in the show because I because John turns 40 in season five. Yeah. And Roger so and Don were in two different wars, wars. which was so, confusing. But then, and they like don't ever, which it's like, I don't really care about the age difference between the spouses. Like, I don't care that Jane's a lot younger than Roger. It just gives me no, like, but like well, Roger's son like is the a same. 20 year old daughter. Daughter. Yeah. Then that, that was how I was basing ages on is Roger has his 20 year old daughter and Dawn has a five-year-old daughter, so they're at least 10 or 15 years apart. So Roger's probably 50, 60, something like that. I bet Roger's, yeah, like late 40s, early 50s in the early seasons. Yeah, yeah, somewhere. It also just doesn't help that John Slattery went gray early because like he's yes. still attractive, but it, like gray, I just have no clue. Right. He, it, you can tell that per, that man has been gray since he was like 35. So yeah, like, yeah. Knows. But mm-hmm. I, I, so towards the end when, when they started to, playing a little bit nicer I was like Roger's fine and also also what made me not like Roger was him distancing Joan and also Mm -hmm. when Joan was just out of the office because I liked Roger and Joan's relationship just like in general like even if they weren't sleeping together like they're such a funny little team they have a good banter yes they have great banter so it'll be really interesting to me in the next couple seasons because they've all really decided to like put their eggs in one basket together Mm -hmm. so so it'll be interesting to see if they can, you know, get over themselves and make it work. And I think maybe at least right now, I'm feeling optimistic that it, for at least a little bit, it'll work out because they have Roger say when they're moving, they, they're, you know, doing their espionage act on the office. He, Roger says, you know, can you believe, I kind of can't believe we're leaving all of this behind basically. And or when do you think we're gonna have an office like this again? And Don says, I never thought I would work in a place like this. And Roger says, I always thought that this was my company, but I realized that this was never my company. It was given to me. Mm-hmm. So I think the, having him say that is like self-awareness now that I know I'm sure Don needed to hear and is true. So, you know, here's to hoping for <laughs> the two of them. But right. Well, and what, and going into season four, you know, leaving off with season three, it's like now Stur- like Roger is now married to Jane, who's, you know, 25, I think 20, maybe even a little bit younger. And now Dawn will be single. Right. So it's like, how is their relationship going to change now that Dawn doesn't have to go home to a wife and kids? Totally. Yeah. An interesting change in their dynamic um, for a man like Roger, who never acted like he was married. Nope. Um, okay. So my heartbreak scene, I have two and they're both in season two. Um, so first off is when Don visits Peggy in the hospital and says, do whatever they tell you to, it never Mm -hmm. happened. It'll shock you how much it never happened. And just like Mm -hmm. the way he talks to her, I was just like, I fucking love this. Like Mm -hmm. great acting. Um, and then the one that like made me like catch my breath that I was like, this is why people love the show type of moment was Pete and Peggy's like awkward heart to heart at the end of season two when he's like I love you 
And then she says, I could have shamed you into being with you, but I didn't want to, I wanted other things. And Mm. it's like, I had your baby, like I could have had you. And like, this isn't what I want. And like, he goes back to his office and like, she sits alone and it's like, holy crap. Like all the air is out of my apartment. Like, it's just like the scene was like all encompassing, um, all of the feels there. And it was like a season built up. Like, is she going to tell him Don doesn't know who the father is? Like, did this really happen? Like, you know what I mean? Like there were so many things around the pregnancy to then have her have this kind of heart to heart with him. Um, and the fact that you, you know, he doesn't, you know, he loves her, but like, he's just grasping, right? Like she, and she knew that, like, I think I love Peggy's mm-hmm. self-awareness and the self-awareness she projects onto these men to be like, I, I, I take your words at face value. Like you mm-hmm. don't mean them. And like, yes. I don't know how she got that tough or like how she figured that out, <laughs> but it's yeah, refreshing that she doesn't get kind of like caught, like played by Pete, right? Like he doesn't, right, like, yeah, they absolutely. have that office sling or whatever, but she like throws it in his face. Yeah. What's interesting that I found is when Peggy tells him that you know, she had, she got pregnant and had his baby the first thing that Pete says is that's not possible, which is exactly what she said to the doctor when the doctor was like, you're pregnant. She was like, that's not possible. So, mm-hmm. you know, smart writing. Woohoo. <laughs> it's like, even if you think the show's slow, like this is kind of how I sold it to you, where I was like, even if you think it's slow and you don't like it, like there's no denying that like the costumes are good. It's shot really well. And like the acting mm-hmm. is like beyond. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the acting's very good. And the writing, of course, is totally Yes, and the writing is, like, it's just, it makes sense to me why it won all these awards now that I'm, like, deep mm-hmm. in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so going back back to the beginning, as Hilary Duff would say, uh, what was your turning point scene for Mad Men? When did you stop uh, thinking of this as a homework assignment? Or did it always feel like a homework assignment? So it certainly felt like a homework assignment for a long time. <laughs> I... Listen, I enjoy the world that they created. I always did, even if I was not particularly interested in the episode or what was going on. I was like, it's nice to, like, I wouldn't want to turn it back on because I was dying to know what happened in the next episode. But it was sort of, you know, their world is so, they've really committed to it. And it's really a nice escapism. Mm -hmm. So episode five was just the whole episode was my turning point of season two. Oh, season two. Okay. Quite late to have turning point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, we had to get full through season one <laughs> before I cared any at all about these people. But what happens in episode five is Don is in that car accident, rolls the car because he's very drunk and calls Peggy to bail him out which, you know, you did just talk about this as one of your heartbreak scenes, but uh, mm-hmm. calls Peggy to bail him out. That moment, I was like, what? The one person you're going to call is Peggy? Like, I couldn't believe it. Right. And so she calls him. She, you know, she brings the money, the $150, which I Googled it. $150 in 1960 is the equivalent in purchasing power to about $1,300 today. Like, can you imagine your boss calling you and being like, hey, I need you to bring $1,300 in cash 
anywhere, I would be like, what do you mean? I don't, ha- I li- how do she, I don't have that. Like what? It, like that's like a whole paycheck. I probably more than that for her. Like, oh yeah, Peggy. Is, I think like she gets whole, like seventy five dollars. I think she gets like seventy five dollars a week. It, I mean, it had to have been all of her money. Like, it was. She's still a secretary, money. or no? She was a copywriter at that point. But when you know we see her going, and you know she bails him out, and so then we also see the flashbacks of when he came to find her. So then you're like, okay, not only this, it did make him calling her make more sense because mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay, good. he's rescued her. So now she needs to rescue him pretty much. But or let's see why he him. feels comfortable enough to call her. Right. Like, right. Yes, it doesn't exactly. like, why wouldn't like, he call where this closeness come from? Like, yeah. why wouldn't he call Roger? Like, why wouldn't he call? Sure. That's literally it. That's people. the only person I could think I mean, of. Pete, Roger, Pete, or like any of the other goons. I mean, he works with a million people. Right. Yeah, like, I mean, like, there's just yeah, no, no, yeah. It's just like he doesn't have anybody outside of that world. <laughs> no, like no, they no, just no. like His got rid of that office. They got rid of every single person who was in season one. Um, that was like a, a neighbor. Although Betty does say when they get back from room, she goes, "I hate this. I, I hate this neighborhood. I hate this house. I hate all of our friends." <laughs> brutal, bet. <laughs> brutal bets. <laughs> there she goes again. <laughs> tell them. Tell us how you really feel. <laughs> Jesus. But um, I know you already like surmised their conversation, but I like copy and paste it. So I'm just going to read it out because I know it'll be like exactly the same as, you know, when Don says it to, to Betty. Or Peggy. Yeah, no, I'm going to feel like I did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he says, What's wrong with you? And Peggy goes, I don't know. And he says, Do whatever they say and leans forward and says, Peggy, listen to me. Get out of here and move forward. This never happened. It will shock you how much it never happened. And I was like, Oh my God. A minute now. Which of course, like it's, that is like the whole like Don Draper ethos, right? This never happened. Move that forward. is the only way he lives, right? Is like this thing, not how you wanted it to go. No big deal. Just crunch it down, shove it down into a deep, dark place and just move the fuck on because mm-hmm. that is the only way to survive. Um, and then of course, at the end of that episode, uh, Peggy stops calling him Mr. Draper and starts calling him Don after a very rude conversation from Joan, but that helped her in the long run. And I was like, okay, great. So we're actually like on a new track of equality between Peggy and Don or whatever. And so I'm somewhat interested to see where this goes. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting because obviously we don't, we didn't watch it week to week. Right. And we're not um, in the writer's room or anything <laughs> shockingly we, we didn't know what they were thinking but it's like you know sometimes you can tell a show like shoved together two characters because like the audience liked them together yeah. but I'm wondering if they were always going to rely so heavy heavily on the heart of the show coming from Don's relationship with Peggy like it's not romantic like you know what I mean right. so because like that's that scene really does cement the show in their even if they don't act like it the rest of season two and into season three you still know it's there and you know there is this like love and respect that they share for each other and it's and it's interesting to me and it's like I think they probably always planned it and that's why I think this is a good show to go back and rewatch once you know how everything falls yeah I agree um so my turning point scene was the end of season one when you find out that Joan and Roger were a thing I don't know why I didn't pick up on it earlier because it's like pretty obvious um, yeah, I was about to say, end of season one, that's what they tell us. I think it, or whenever I thought we found out one. in the pilot. It might, I think it, 
was like some innuendos, but I don't know if we, but like when they actually kissed, it was like in the Indian summer episode. And I was like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. Like I had missed it, like totally Uh. gone way over my head. And so, um, that's whenever I was like, okay, I'm in on the show. I like it. And like, you know, I like, I like John Hamm. Like I liked enough of the actors to kind of keep going, even when it was like a little bit slower. And then the season three finale is why I texted you and was like, can we actually do this show? Like, I think this is brilliant. Mm-hmm. Like that was my turn yeah, point for the series. Really amazing. Right. Like, the yeah, tension. Yeah, and sure. I right. think the last three episodes of season three really solidify it as like one of. Yeah. Like oh, I get why it's good. on all those lists. Mm-hmm. So um, let's, let's jump into some of the B plots. How, well, how do you want to do this one? Um, I've got some, I've got quite a few bests. I think for the sake of time, maybe I should just like blaze through them. And if you want to stop and talk about one, just let me know. Okay. Cause I have quite a bit too. So that might help us knock okay. out dupes. So, cause some of mine are really more just like throwaway comments. So the first one is impressions, if you will. So, uh, the first one is we've already talked a lot about Pete. We don't need to be at the dead horse, but I love every part of his plot just beginning to end, but he gives me evil corporate Joel vibes. Like Joel from Maisel? Maisel, yeah. 100%. (laughs) Um, I fucking love Joel. I also never really knew how to feel about... um, I wrote it down, but it's, it's later. Trudy. I never really know what to think about them, and I actually put it in my worst... But just because I'm just, I don't really understand their marriage at all. And we can maybe talk about it when we get to worse, but. They're in my mixed feelings about category, which I have. Okay, okay, perfect. (laughs) Right on par. But okay, next I have Lois being bad at her job. And then when she gets fired, she says to Don, but I covered for you all the time. And Don says, you don't cover for me. You need to manage people's expectations. And I was like. Yes. If I ever become an executive, like put that on the door. Like that's why I always tell people it's like manage expectations. Don't respond to every email, right? Well exactly. Like you're not she's just kind of missing the missing the part. Um I love when Don is mean to random people because you realize how much he's biting his tongue in everyday situations when he like unleashes it. I'm like, oh he's (laughs) he's actively trying to be better than he is and he's still not great. Oh yeah, for sure. I was really glad that Betty got a hobby, her little horseback riding hobby. Mm-hmm. That was very cute and on brand for her. The guy there who kind of falls in love with her, I thought it was just very ironic because she treated him like a child and I'm pretty sure they, they're they the same age. Like, yeah, I think I they're had, both about 26. <laughs> I had a lot of thoughts about that and the way that that, ended was super fucking weird with like her it was very weird very confusing like inviting him to girls lunch and then not showing up and then we just like never saw him again because like right, but then, her, and like, her friend was like it fuck blew you up her friend's marriage right yeah. <laughs> and, and betty, that's betty basically was, was like mm, i didn't oh she was like i yeah, didn't have you so with mean him. and the in the was that the beauty parlor Maybe. i don't know but they were somewhere together and she was like yeah totally blows up right her and i was like I think they were on the phone and That's... she called her and was like, said the whole thing. And Betty was like, well, oh, I didn't, yes. I arranged the lunch. You slept with him. Like that's on you. Yeah. And it was Nobody's like, made, no one do? made you cheat. Yeah. yeah. And nobody like, made you have an affair. You're a terrible friend. You finally got one. The whole thing made no sense to me. Mm-hmm. I agree. 
the Freddie peeing in his office episode was a good one. I loved, I loved Freddie and that was funny. I was sad that he got fired because he really did a lot for Peggy. But, you know, in that same episode, Peggy gets promoted and then at the end, they're having some kind of meeting and he says to the other two, like, jagoffs that are in there, he says, did you two even read the thing she prepared? And I was like, okay, not only did did Peggy get a promotion, but Don is, like, really, like, leveling the playing field here. Like, this is not just Peggy getting a little pat on the back. Like, she's actually a member of this team, which I was like, oh, that's amazing. But that whole yeah. episode was great. That's one of the B-plots that I really enjoyed is Peggy being good at her job. And, like, when she has issues, yes. they're, like, normal creative issues that people come up against right but like they never Mm -hmm. they didn't promote her to make her the joke like she is for sure just as important she wasn't like uh feminist warrior peggy either like she it seems like she pushes the right amount you know like they'll say like okay what do we think about this hairspray like and it's always so ironic because they will turn to her and they'll be like, well, you're a woman. But then when she has anything to say, they actually don't give a fuck. So it's like, mm-hmm. okay. But, but like, she takes it to her advantage, right? She, like she, she takes it to her advantage. In some instances, yes. like the vibrator yeah. thing that she was like, I only yes. a woman would know how to write this. Cause right. you don't. Well, and that's the thing. It's like, she, she does choose her moments. Like, and she'll say sometimes like in the background, like, you know, they'll be, the men will be bouncing around these ideas and she'll be like, well, what if we do this? And like, no, that's a dumb idea. And she's like, okay, but like, I'm the only one who uses this product. Yeah. She did that with the patio. And they'll be like, okay, but like, mur, mur, mur. and she'll be like, okay, whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's like, she, like, she pushed, doesn't like yeah. turn it into this whole thing, um, which was nice. Cause that would get tiring for everybody. Right. Yeah. Like, no, she, she, they like her, which is, she might not be the case if she fought every tooth and nail for like every account. She finds power in silence, which I think is a really important thing. Mm. It's like you, it's she, a her and Dawn thing. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's like okay, Harry, you want to say shit to me? Say it. You're gonna sound like the dumb fuck because I'm not gonna respond. Yes, yes, for sure. Then, uh, when I also enjoyed the episode when we go back to Betty's parents' house mm-hmm. because her dad had has had the heart attack <laughs> and. He says, you're worrying too much. You're worrying too much. And she's like, no, like, I'm so worried about you. And he goes, oh, come on. No worries. It was just like the last time. And Betty screams, what? (laughs) (laughs) I died. I was like, yes. (laughs) I love the whole, that whole dad plot was amazing. I really enjoyed it. I, it was frustrating at times when Betty was being so, continued to be so childish as an adult about the whole thing, like refused to talk to him about fucking any sort of will or you know last right situations but whatever that's betty so i actually have another thing about gene just while we're talking about betty's dad i thought the way they handled his passing with the new baby named gene and then seeing it through sally's eyes was really really smart and like when she was like so afraid of the baby I thought she just like hated it because I was like, well, she's Betty's daughter. So like at a certain point, she's just going to start being mean to things for no reason. (laughs) But then the fact that she was like, grandpa died and then Jean showed up. It's like, what? You know, I I mean, I was like, oh, that makes sense to me for a 10 year old to to do that. I just was like, um, I also really enjoy Sally. I think I love Kiernan Shipka. I wish I could watch Sabrina. Oh, for sure. Um, I love her. 
she is such a, a talented young actress in the show. And um, yeah, like obviously they like switched it so quickly. So it was like Betty didn't really get to mourn her dad, but so having Sally do it and then Dawn comforting her, I thought was um, really good. I also liked that, that Betty for a second didn't even consider that something else was wrong with Sally. Like that episode, she- Oh my God, she does not like, get she, it. She like tries to be nice and can't. She's no. like, look, your baby brother got a doll. And she's like, I don't want it. And she's like, well, fuck you too. <laughs> like, Betty, Truly. calm down. Yeah. Yeah, Betty is not getting Mother of the Year Award anytime soon. hmm Yeah, Kieran Shipka does such an amazing job. Like, I was, especially in season three, I mean, like, that bitch was, like, acting her ass off, and I'm like, she's she's very young. <laughs> yeah, I watched an interview with her where they were talking about the end of Mad Men, and it didn't, like, spoil anything, but she was like, yeah, I've never seen the show, because, like, I wasn't allowed to. Yeah, right. Yeah, sure. she's great okay what other ones do you have um okay i've got a couple more betty that same episode betty forcing don to sleep on the floor is energy i respect granted she didn't the the, like fuck him and that's how they got the child but still the message was sent you're sleeping on the floor betty and glenn's relationship is the most all the time very roman and jerry vibes is what i wrote from succession I have that in my worst. <laughs> That's the creator of the show's son. Mm-hmm. He put out a statement, or like he like said in an interview, like it wasn't nepotism. He was just the best for the part. And I was like, what does that say about your parenting? What does that say about your child? I would have <laughs> said it was nepotism. Um, <laughs> it just showed you how like, like the fact that Betty indulged Glenn at all. I was just like, what is happening? She's like, so insane. Why did she cut off a piece of her hair? That's also just a weird thing to do anyway. So weird. Everything about it was so bizarre. And then I've got Dawn disappearing off the face of the earth at the end of season two and basically no one caring. Like they were all just like, yeah, I don't know. He just never came back. <laughs> Can you fucking imagine? He was gone for three weeks. I think that they like, yeah. nobody cared but Peggy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The whole thing. Well, Duck, I think, was happy to have like free reign of the office. I mean, sure. Yeah. Some people were glad, but I was like, someone need to call missing persons. Like truly nobody gave a shit. <laughs> then I've got a couple for season three, Don getting a raise every third episode. So this man gets more raises <laughs> in three seasons of TV than every other show I've ever seen combined. It seemed literally like every other episode. They're like, well, Sign the main the contract, part we'll of this deal money. is you're going to get a raise. <laughs> like what? Yeah. Betty being fluent in Italian. I just enjoyed that. <laughs> I loved that episode. I did love them being in Rome. That was really cute. It gave me hope that they might be able to make it work. I agree. I mean, obviously. So, in, but speaking of their marriage working out, when it really began to not work out was around episode eight when Betty has to throw this bullshit fundraiser Again, this is an audio medium, so I didn't even pull a picture, but her hair is at its all-time best, in my opinion, at this <laughs> fundraiser. Is it the fundraiser it's, for Henry Francis, the campaign yeah. for the it's Nixon the campaign? campaign? Uh, or, no, it's a Rockefeller campaign, Rockefeller which, campaign because okay. Don makes the joke of, like, really a fundraiser for the Rockefellers. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But uh, in that, in this party, uh, when, we're, when we're in that scene, the women are, like, shitting on the South they're talking about politics right so 
you know, one of them says the South isn't just 19 in 1964, it's in 1864 or some equivalent year jump, whatever, you know, it's not night or maybe they said the South isn't just in 1954. It's in 1854. And then Betty turns and hands the, the tray of like hors d'oeuvres or whatever to her black housemaid. Mm-hmm. Like the timing impeccable. Carla. Like, and they're all like, yeah, like, well, you know, moral superiority as usual. But yeah, I fucking love Carla. She's the best. I love Carla. Um, truly the mother that these children do not have. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I also love that they kept the dog around. Like they really committed to that bit. Oh, uh, Polly. <laughs> yeah, you have to wonder if it was just like someone's golden retriever that they were like, we have to bring him to set. So like, can we just put him in the show? <laughs> right. And later was like, we need a cast dog. And a they really retriever. committed to the dog. Like, you know, it's such the thing that like so many shows, you know what I mean? They have some pet at some point and then we kind of never hear from the pet again. No, the dog would be like in sitting in the living room or whatever in the background of these shots. Or it'll be I just, just like- enjoyed that thoroughness. Because you know, they don't have any qualms when it comes to just giving dogs away as- duck the oh completely God. duck is so fucking unhinged but when he just was like go chauncey bye and just like let him out on the streets of manhattan was insane. it was like at least take him to like a shelter or like a suburban neighborhood that was totally insane Plus that dog the was last... so well-groomed like, i was like that's nobody's gonna think that that's a straight dog. dog it's a beautiful dog the last one i have in this is greg joining the army so <laughs> Greg is Joan's husband. Greg Harris. And like this, when he came home and was like, Joni, here we go. I've solved all of our problems. I joined the army. I screamed. This had me shook. I mean, can you imagine your husband fucking coming home and being like, I'm now in the military. Like she literally thought she was going to marry a, she thought she married a surgeon. What yep. she actually married was a soldier. <laughs> like, well, and also, nothing wrong, just very different. <laughs> so that's one of my things that I- He's also unhinged. <laughs> mixed feelings about. So I'm extremely attracted to Sam Page. He's in another show oh, I watched. He's so hot. He's so hot. And like at the beginning, it seemed great. But then in like his yes. second episode, he rapes her at the office. Yep. And so you're like, yep. oh, gross. Not great. Yeah, but maybe then not. We kind of like <laughs> maybe you're past it. And then he's like not doing great at surgery. But then he's like sweet to Joe. Like- no, I thought the emotional, he was the whole time. But like the emotional manipulation that he pulls yes. and the like. Oh my God. Ugh. Very he, bad. But he's so hot. He's so hot, but he's horrible. Like he yeah. maybe is the worst husband of all of these because I mean, I haven't seen any of these other guys rape their wives. So hate to say that's the bar, but I guess it is. <laughs> Have he we just seen any of these other guys it. rape He doesn't get Joni like- it's it just doesn't seem like a good match where at least these other couples are at least matched up in many ways you know Mm -hmm. I just woof that is tough to watch but I love Joan I'm glad she sort of come back will be in the back half because I was wondering how she was going to find her way back to us after she quit Mm -hmm. but yeah so those are all my bests um all right I have quite a few but I'll I'll like yeah yeah I'll like Low through him. I thought it was really smart that Lucky Strike stayed such a relevant co- uh, client. I always yeah. enjoyed the Lucky Strike um, storylines. Dick Whitman. So basically, Dawn's entire B plot. <laughs> um, when I first 
when it first the first flashback I was like fuck this I hate it yeah but like throughout the show the way they're able to tell it I think is really smart subsequently I love anytime Anna's on screen his Anna Draper yeah I was about to say I love the Anna Draper plot that was adorable one of my favorite I feel really enjoyed that she's the only person that he's himself around and like the only person that that like loves Dick Whitman that's still alive um very sad when his brother committed suicide that was like just terribly sad um I I really like all the b-plots where they talk about like current events or like the politicians like I really enjoy the like small arguments that they'll have about like Nixon or Kennedy and all that Mm -hmm. stuff um and like the current events that are happening um (laughs) Pete attempting to blackmail Dawn with (laughs) the information that he stole someone's identity and Bert not giving a fuck (laughs) Bert was like, and (laughs) he truly gave no fucks. Um, He was so crushed. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) he's like, I thought I got him, and I was like, now Pete hates you. Now he hates you more, Pete. I didn't know it was possible. Triple down on his hate. Mm -hmm. So Peggy's surprise pregnancy might be my favorite way any show has ever held. Held that was amazing. Any show has ever dealt with a pregnancy. Oh yeah, like I loved it. (laughs) We didn't know it was happening, and then and then it was over. It was over. We didn't have, we were not dragged through anything, but like a little suspense of like, is she going to tell him? But it wasn't like this baby's going to maybe or maybe not ruin her life. Like we, it was all wrapped up very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know I shouldn't like it, but I thought it was so funny. All of them speculating about how she lost the weight, like fat farm. Like th- that was very mm-hmm. funny to me. Shouldn't be, but it was. Um, the Kodak pitch where you see Dawn like has a little bit of a heart at the end of season one. Yeah. That was a nice little B plot. And then going home. Mm-hmm. The plane crash and Pete's dad being on it. And then and then him pitching to an the account. Mm-hmm. That's okay. So I'm like, he's sociopathic. Like that, this is it. This was the last bit of his soul and he just sold it. So I put up a poll on my Instagram saying like, I hate Pete Campbell. Like when I was in season one. And then I put up a poll or I put up a story. And then I put up a poll later that was like, do you hate Pete? And it was like, yes. Or like, no, he has some qualities that are entertaining. Sure. 90% of the people said they hated him. And then like, I think 10%, you know, so whatever. But like, I think to have a villain that's as complex as Pete, that Vincent is like such a great actor. Like, I love that I can just easily hate Pete and not feel bad about it. Yes. Like, it's not like, he's a fun character to hate. And when he's nice, mm-hmm. it's like a nice surprise. Mm-hmm. I like, I don't know. I don't hate him as much as everybody else. Um, I loved Priest Gill. Colin Hanks and his relationship with and like little friendship with Peggy and her relationship with the church after she lost the baby I thought was just interesting and gave her something to do um when Roger announced that he's marrying Don's secretary I gasped yes we've talked about we've talked about this a lot but Don calling Peggy to bail him out of jail um Pete and Kenny we talked about this too being co-account managers yeah. Um, I loved that. Oh my God. Pete was so mad and Kenny was just happy. <laughs> like Pete went ballistic. Um, the Heineken. No, that's all right. Um, no one taking Harry Crane seriously. I love that when he's like, God. I'm the head of this apartment and I stare at a like yeah. yeah, like Peggy has a better office than him. Yeah. <laughs> And I also like that when she asked Roger, he's like, yeah, sure, you can have it. And she's like, yeah, really? Whatever. And he's like, yeah, there's 30 guys out there who wouldn't come in here and ask it. Like, yeah, of course you can have it. Like, thanks for asking. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Is that right, all you huh? needed? Like, have, bye. Right. Um, Jimmy being aware of the affair. 
I loved that Don was caught off guard and like that Jimmy was the one that blew up Don's marriage. Um, yes. Cause like, I mean, I hated it, but I, it was smart. That's more what I mean. Like, obviously it would have been easier if Don could just like keep cheating on Betty in silence, like the, that of that changed it. But I did think it was interesting that Don thought he had the upper hand on Jimmy and he didn't. Yes, 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 yes. Um, Roger's daughter hating Jane and every part of her wedding planning. I loved <laughs> Yes, the wedding was amazing. What a great B plot. Like mm-hmm. all the way to the end where they had to have it like the day Kennedy got shot. Holy shit. Yeah. Also, I did love, also speaking of the daughter, that that's how Don found out about the, the guy Henry Betty Francis. was leaving him for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I genuinely believed Roger when he was like, I thought you knew. Like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, he, you can see it in his face. Like, he was like, fuck, 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 He's like, I take it back, I take it back, I take it all back. He's like, well, you know my daughter. Like, she's friends with his daughter. Like, I don't know. He talks about her a lot. I'm so, like, I really, I'm. he's like trying to, like, evaporate out of his seat. Like, he's like, I'm so sorry. I thought you knew. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I basically, like, anytime that Don gets caught off guard because he looks like he has it all figured out so I also love that his relationship with Conrad Hilton like was not good like it's what he wanted and then it backfired oh, um, every step of the way the bye-bye birdie pitch was probably my favorite one and I've had that song stuck in my head like for months now but when he redoes so it, shrill <laughs> um and him recreating it for his wife and her face just like realizing that her husband's gay mm-hmm. like it's like a slow <laughs> very great acting it's like, it's like from Sarah third, um hand flip is what really got her I think. yeah and he's like <laughs> and little like shaking his little booty I was like oh my god um I loved the introduction of Lane Price I love Lane Price I love him so yes. much um unpopular opinion I guess but I love Henry Francis too the introduction of him at that point I was like fuck it Betty sleep with whoever you want Don does it so Go for it. He doesn't respect your marriage. Why should you? No. When um, the Betty divorcing Dawn, I was like, good for you. Like, she stood up. I didn't think she was going to actually be able to like, which I guess she didn't actually do it by herself because she had Henry Francis ready to marry her. But like the fact that she didn't, he thought he was going to be able to sweet talk her, right? Like he thought he was going to be able to like keep the family together. But I think after the season two episode where, he which they talk about this on the they coined it podcast but like how when he was like she was like you cheated on me and he was like I didn't but I disrespected you and you could mm-hmm. see that she's Never like he's she's like thankful that he like acknowledged it and she's not like fucking crazy but he still won't admit that she caught mm-hmm. him like he was cheating on her like mm-hmm. um so I think she was just wait looking for an out like look I think the entire I mean, season three she was, was just looking for someone else and it was a half apology and she half accepted it. Like she half got over it. Cause he only mm-hmm. half apologized. So like, yeah. Um, Although of course, like at the end when they're fighting and he says, you never really forgave me. And she goes for what? Yeah. Granted, she takes it in a whole different direction. It was like, for what? Like you never telling me the truth about anything like blah, blah, blah. But I mean, there's a lot of power in just maybe it was that half pause of like for what? Like, like are you gonna finally admit it now? Anything, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which for legal reasons I understand why he didn't, but yeah. Yeah, that was that was a lot. Um, this is like a 
a, I have two more. So don't you write a client. So the food, the dog food company, I thought that was so funny when they were doing, when they were doing the food testing and it's like all of the people and it's like, my dog eats this, whatever. And then they realize what it is. And Don's like, turn it off. And Peggy like earnestly is like, it's live. Like they're there. (laughs) And he's like the sound. (laughs) (laughs) Like she really thought that he wanted her to like turn the TV. She was like, it's it's, they're here in person. It's happening in person. No, she said, I can't, it's actually happening. (laughs) Um, And then my last one is just them all starting, you know, up Sterling Cooper, Draper Price. And it was a really smart way to bring Joan back into the show. Yes. um, Which is what you said already. Yeah. And like, give us something to look forward to, like pivoting. Because it it was time. Right. It's like um, season four, it's going to show Dawn in a new work environment and also in a new social we also get a new set Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. that's good but um okay are those all your best let's do i only have two worse one of them is peggy and duck so okay i have that in my mixed feelings i hate it so much the only feeling i have is hate i hated it from the beginning i hated him trying to poach her but like i understood it i really hated it when they started sleeping together i think it's first of all i think it's gross like Duck is chaotic energy, and I in no way saw the two of them ever being together. It makes no goddamn sense. Also, there's no way that this will end well for Peggy. Like, this is just going to backfire, and it's going to damage her for sure. Um, So if literally anyone finds out. So I hate that for her. And then I never really, like I said, I never really understand what to think about Pete and Trudy's marriage. It's like, obviously, I want to be on her side, but like, she I'm like are they still in a fight about the kid thing she's there's a whole thing with her family I don't really know like obviously Pete's a piece of shit but like just their whole marriage is just sort of confusing to me and it seems to get a lot of airtime, which I find surprising so I like Pete and Trudy's marriage I think while he is terrible right like all these guys are she I think she knows, you know what I mean? Like, I think she, I don't think she's as in the dark as like Betty. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I think that Trudy's a little bit more aware of like, um, I mean, she knew that he people hate you while she was gone. Right. Yeah. Like people hate you, but I think she sees him as like a partner, right? Like, I don't think it's super romantic. I don't know. That's why yeah. their relationship's a little bit more confusing. I also love Allison Brie. So that helps. Um, but I like that she like is the one who's like, shut up, like go in there, make your case and then leave, like stop making enemies. Like, Oh yeah. You bring her in. He couldn't do anything anything without without her. her. Yeah. For sure. So he definitely like, I like that she makes him like, she's why some guys need wives. And you're like, I feel so bad for that. Like when I work, sometimes like the people you work with, you're like, I feel so bad for whoever's married to you, but I'm so glad that you have someone else. So it's not just you being terrible all the time. For sure. Well, she's the only one of the wives that lives in Manhattan, Mm -hmm. which maybe is a little different just because she is closer, right? You know, there's not some long commute. There's no car involved, you know? So I don't know. I think she also, they just like are more like equals because what she doesn't have in work experience, she has in money. So like, she's not as, and it's not like he's a lot older than her. So oh, they're, 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 they're the, the same, same age. age. So I think yeah. that also helps. 
I agree. Um, so I only have three that I hate. Mm-hmm. I hated Bobby and Dawn. I just didn't like Bobby as a yep. character. Like no, I hated I her. Like Bobby. She gave me big hated- Jane Lynch energy, which I hated. Yep. Um, that whole plot actually kind of felt like what Maisel, like it kind of felt like a dramatic yes. Maisel. Yes. Um, I didn't, I didn't like Jimmy either, to be clear. Mm-hmm. I just liked that he, him being unlikable, fucked Don over. <laughs> um, I agree. And I didn't include his jokes about their client's wife. Although obviously that was also terrible, horrible. Like my job dropped Yeah, about the things he said about her. You have to think that like, I think person- he called her the Lindenberg blimp hindenburg hindenburg Hindenburg. lindenburg is a bible lindenburg the chocolate i think you're thinking of lint linden the truffles yeah it's it's not lindenburg whatever we're gonna (laughs) cut all that out um so i wasn't a fan of that i pretty much hated anytime peggy's mom or sister was on screen which is annoying because i love peggy and i hated that they fired sal um and then the two things that I had mixed feelings or the we already talked about one and then I have so many mixed feelings about Peggy and Pete like so many so like people ship them like that is a couple that people want together in the universe and I don't want them together romantically but I do like that she puts them in their place and I do think they have this weird chemistry that like Duck picked up on right that's like there I just don't know how to feel about them I don't think he's ever actually loved her. Like even in the pilot when he shows up, is it in the pilot when he shows? I think, yes, it's in the pilot. He shows up and he's like, I just needed to see you. He's not actually looking at her. Yeah. Like he's looking above her head. Like he's not like, he just, I think, I don't know. Peggy a little bit to me is this space where a decision should be for him. But, mm-hmm. you know, at the same time, they do have this, like, some kind of banter at work. I don't know. I, I agree. I don't really, I wouldn't necessarily I ship them. I don't think he's going to ever leave Trudy for her. Like, that whole thing that makes no fucking sense. But. Right. It's like, I don't want them together, but I do enjoy, the, enjoy their scenes together. But, like, not romantically. But, like, not really if it's friends because yeah. he's a bad person. <laughs> so, it's like, I, I don't mean, really know what I. If they, I don't, I'll be really interested to see what happens in in the next couple seasons with them since mm-hmm. they are working in a way more intimate environment i mean they're fucking sharing a desk right now at the yeah. end of three they were sharing a desk so in that hotel room i'm like is this how you set up a small business <laughs> like yeah well and also like pete kind of respects her but not always i don't yeah yeah it's It'll very be interesting to see how convenient it... respect like he'll conveniently decide like whenever he's doesn't have the patience for her or whatever mm-hmm mm-hmm so we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be right back. Hello, hello. Surprise. It's us again. This is just a quick reminder for you guys to make sure you are subscribed to the pod on iTunes or on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps us um, with our audience and it really helps you make sure you don't miss an episode as these do drop on Tuesdays weekly. Second thing is actual exciting news. We are doing a little giveaway of sorts. 
if you go and give us a review on iTunes, then screenshot the review and email it to us at singlebestscene at gmail.com, we will send you a very special Single Best Scene sticker. So get those reviews in and we will get you a sticker. And that's it. Thanks. And we are back. All right, so um, why don't you go through your highlight stats? Okie dokie, my favorite character is Peggy. My favorite relationship is Peggy and Dawn. My favorite season is three of our three that we're doing. Mm-hmm. Then my favorite episode, I tied for the season one finale, the season three finale, and then three, six, which was the episode with the foot. Yeah. <laughs> the John Deere. Yeah. But we, I did also like the, the episode where they went to Rome. I was another a contender. Okay. Okay. We have pretty much identical stats. So my <sighs> favorite character is Peggy. My favorite relationship is Peggy and Dawn. My favorite season is three. And my favorite episode is season three, episode 13, shut the door, have a seat. Mm. So pretty much identical I was not paying, stats. I, I was not paying enough attention to the the episode titles because I yeah. generally don't. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so many shows literally just name them episode one, two, three, four. Like I just, I've, I think it's a little bit old school to have the show title matter, especially because we're in a streaming binge age where nobody, like it's auto-playing. Mm-hmm. But their but this their episode titles that. are very meaningful yeah so i should pay better attention to that <laughs> yeah shut the door and have a seat it's all about them getting fired <laughs> or firing yeah it's quitting. about getting hired fired like the breaking up with the company whatever like it really is i mean they say it repeatedly in the episode i think at one point roger says we're just four guys in a room who just shot them ourselves in the foot like i hope this works yeah, out who shot their legs off, off. yeah <laughs> shot their legs off yeah that was what a moment all right so now is the time the audience has been waiting for what is your single best scene of seasons one through three of mad men all right i recorded it okay so we will play it for everyone and then we will talk about it this is from 313 when don this is a two minutes into the scene where Don has shown up at Peggy's apartment after a lot of things have happened to Don in this episode, including the scene right before this, he has to tell his children that he is not going to be living there anymore. Very sad oh, scene. so sad. But uh, the next scene, we see him knocking on Peggy's door and he's talking to her. And this is sort of the, uh, the last part of that conversation. With you or without you, I'm moving on. And I don't know if I can do it alone. Will you help me? What if I say no? You'll never speak to me again. 
I will spend the rest of my life trying to hire you. That's the scene. And yeah, that was just my choice. What's yours? Well, why did you pick it? Well, I mean, it's, you know, an important moment between Don and Peggy and they've had a power struggle and, you know, it just really is finally after John kind of being an asshole to her repeatedly, you know, we just get to see that Peggy is really important to him. So Yeah, I agree. What is your single best scene? So mine is from season three, episode 11, when Betty finds out the truth. So it's one scene, but it's split up in like three. It's like one night, I guess, but like three separate scenes. So like he is running away with Suzanne and he leaves her in the car. So like already my stomach is like, shit, she's going to walk in the house. Cause then he walks in and Betty's there. And so I'm like, how is he going to gaslight into like getting back out to the car? And like Suzanne's, I was just like so anxious the whole time I was watching this scene. Um, then she says that she does everything and he's like, I'll tell you the truth. And she says, I know you can, you're a very gifted storyteller after he says that he can explain, she's like, you can explain it all away. Like whatever you say, I'm not going to believe. And then he broke down and finally told her the truth. And he's, when she says, what would you do if you were me? Would you love me? And he replies with, I'm surprised you ever loved me to begin with. Mm -hmm. I was like, holy shit. I believe him Mm -hmm. and believe that he's surprised that Betty ever loved him. But I also think that like, he's treated her like shit. So like, I'm really glad that she still stands up for herself and like still does it. And then we get to hear about his whole story about Adam and all of that stuff. So like, it's that entire culmination of the scene and like Suzanne, like walking down the street, realizing that he's like not coming back out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it ends and it's just one of those things where you're like, it's like a gut punch. And then the next episode, they like go to that wedding together. So you're like, what the fuck? Um, it's very confusing. But yeah, I just, I love, I just love that scene so much. That's the scene where I was like, we have got to talk about this, that one. Mm-hmm. So, and we, I might be able to send it to you. You might be able to pipe in the, the audio of it, but mm-hmm. and I, yeah, it's just such a great, great scene. Yeah. All right. So the show obviously is off air. So I'm assuming there's no news. <laughs> nope. There is no news for Mad Men. Um, I will say, and I'll put it on the Instagram, but I'll show you now the, when Don, when Don, when John Hamm hosted in 2008, John Mulaney tweeted, wait, but on Monday, when John Hamm hosted in October, 2008, all of us went to the pitch meeting dressed as Mad Men characters. Then as part of the joke, everyone started day drinking. <laughs> John Hamm new to the show walked in to be greeted by a drunk Comic-Con. It was the best. So I'll put that tweet on it, but like, <laughs> <laughs> like you can see like amy poehler that's so funny like kristen wig <laughs> yeah oh um love it love it love it um yeah so so, so what is your recommendation for the people this week my recommendation is on theme it is a women's uh shapewear lingerie company called what katie did k-a-t-i-e it's out of london or out of the uk although they do have a u.s like warehouse in la but basically they do 1950s shapewear 
but it's new, obviously. So it's like nice contemporary technology for some of it, which is really great. And it's super high quality stuff. And they do like everything, like the bras and the garters and the stockings with the little clips (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and everything. But, and I think that I found them on TikTok. They use them in like actual movies, like costume people, like it's legit. <laughs> like they will mm-hmm. use them as okay. I will say I know the Mad Men cast, like they use real period pieces. And Allison uh Brie has gone on talk show interviews where she was talking about how she had to pee really bad one day, but like mm-hmm. you can't just like run to set, like it's like everybody right. has to know and it's like a whole thing. And so she finally like runs to the bathroom. And like I guess they make it so you can like just pull the garter over to the side. And she did mm-hmm. and didn't pull it far enough. And so then she ended up just like peeing in the vintage mm-hmm. dress, mm-hmm. but then was like, I can't, like, I'm so low on the cast list. Like I'm young, like I'm new to the business. Right. Like that was like her mm-hmm. b- first gig. And so she's like, I just went to set and like filmed, but like I was sitting really uncomfortably and the costume designer came over and was like, do you hate your costume? Is something wrong? Is it uncomfortable? Like what's going on? Mm-hmm. And she would had to be like, I peed in it. And I guess the costume <laughs> designer was like, honestly, that happens a lot. Like, <laughs> like the way that I think you have to like pull it over the corset. That's amazing. Like, you have to pull the, I don't know. Right. Exactly yeah, there's happened. like all these things. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But Allison Brie's like, so there's just one scene of Mad Men out there where I definitely was sitting in my own face. No. <laughs> like, I wonder oh what season, it, like what episode it was or scene. Yeah, I know. Seriously. But okay. They worked with seven Golden Glows nominees this year. Hollywood, Ratchet, Perry Mason, Lovecraft, The Crown, U.S. versus Billy Holiday, Mank. That's not Amanda Seyfried. The maybe. Black and White, yeah, yeah. And then the last one is Andrea Day. I'm not familiar with that one, but they tagged them. Does it say anyway. Andrea Day? Mm-hmm. I think that's the woman who just won the Billy Holiday movie. The actress. Oh, maybe she was the costume designer or the actress. She, she, oh, maybe, maybe I don't know. Billy Holiday. But anyway, I, I have. I recently, this last week, got their waspy corset thing, which is basically not like a, it's like a half corset, half, um, uh, like there's elastic in it. So it's not like a total, like it is corset, it has boning and laces, but it has elastic in the side. So it's like way more comfortable than mm-hmm. a normal one. And yeah, you were wearing it you, when we recorded Outlander. Yes, I was wearing it when we recorded Outlander and it's, very comfortable it if you already wear vintage clothes it will make the clothes look correctly because like real vintage stuff was designed for what women wore at the time under their clothes obviously so what we wear now is not like our bodies aren't not wrong shapes there's no wrong shapes but yada yada. but for the clothes like the clothes are just designed to be worn over petticoats over slips over corsets like all this shapewear like even like of course, like everyone's familiar with the bullet bras, like that's why so many vintage dresses like have awkward boob situations because like nobody wears fucking bullet bras anymore. Yeah, so, like, it's not like filled out correctly. Um, but anyway, ten out of ten would recommend them. Personal experience, but yep. What is your recommendation of the week? My recommendation this week is a song. It's by an an artist named Ash, and it's "Till Forever Falls Apart," and it's with Phineas, and I love it. Hmm. And it's been on repeat Phineas. all day. I know I love Phineas. The music, the yeah. uh, the soundtrack for that. Admin soundtrack, so good. It's on Spotify. Ten out of ten. Joint would recommendation. Recommend. Yeah. 
that's yeah that's our joint recommendation for this week <laughs> yeah um I love it when I know the song and then when I don't and I'll do it and I'll be like oh this is a Simon and Garfunkel song that just like d- just missed in my you know mm-hmm. whatever <laughs>